Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's just like, how could you not feel for Mac Jones in that moment? I mean, this isn't like Matt Ryan or some fading veteran trying to hold on to his job, Mm -hmm. right? This is a 24-year-old second-year quarterback who you're still developing. And I think his head coach put him in a position to fail. Oh, man, just so much to get to with this awkward, confusing situation with the Patriots quarterbacks. Bill Belichick will be weighing in heavily on that throughout the program. But first and foremost, it's the Patriots Wire podcast. Welcome to the show. Where to begin with this one, Jordy? Like, it's been about 10 hours or so since the game ended on Monday, and I'm still kind of in shock, man. How are you doing? I'm not doing well at all. You know, that game was like having your worst nightmare ever and then hearing a bump in the night that wakes you up from that nightmare and then laying your head back down and accidentally falling back asleep to the same damn nightmare. It's just so, so, so bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good night of sleep. I, I'm, I'm glad you went there. It was not a good night of sleep trying to play that one back in my head and, and think about what we we're going to say today. Uh, but that, of course, is the voice of Jordy McElroy. He's the managing editor of USA Today's Patriots Wire. You're going to want to make sure you're on that site all week following the latest surrounding the Patriots in their mess of a quarterback situation. Uh, I'm Ryan O'Leary playing host. And, and that's where I want to start, Jordy, is the quarterback situation, right? And I think as a Patriots fan and, and Patriots fans listening will, will know this feeling, right? Like there's at least one night a season, maybe more, but at least one night a season where you go to bed mad at Bill Belichick. Like you're just pissed at Bill and you're like, what the hell was that? Whoa, whoa. And you're like, you go to bed and you're so pissed. And this is one of those games. Like I feel like Belichick cooked up his own quarterback controversy, Jordy, right? Like we've been careful not to call it a controversy on here. We've been pro Mac on the show. And I think Bill cooked it up because why would you start Mac Jones after a week of limited practices, Jordy? Like this is my main question. Yeah. Mac hadn't played football in three weeks and he wasn't even healthy enough to practice in full any day this, this past week. And they had an extra day to get ready. So based on the injury report, he was limited all week. Like why would Bill start him if he wasn't fully practicing and taking every rep, right? Like I just, did he grossly underestimate the Bears and treat it like a preseason game, which it kind of felt like with all the reporting that he was going to play both quarterbacks? That was weird. Did he think a 75% Mac was better than Bailey Zappi? I think we all know that's wrong. Or, or did he truly plan in some alternate universe that playing both quarterbacks was the best way to go about this thing, right? He actually said that post game. Let's, let's take a listen. Bill, what was a, a benefit of the pre-planned rotation at quarterback? Uh, I think it was the best thing to do based on the situation. What was the situation? <laughs> the whole situation. What was the situation, Bill? What was the situation? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, why would you pre-plan and tell both quarterbacks they're going to play? And then we have all the reporting by Schefter and the NFL Network. Like, why the hell did that happen, Jordy? And why did Mac start this game? Why was he allowed to start this game if he wasn't physically and mentally ready to go? That's the question that I've been tangling with. What do you think? 
I mean, it, it's just there, there's really no no answer to that because he shouldn't have been out there if he wasn't ready to go. We talked about it last week. You know, Bailey Zappi, you know, he, he Bailey Zappi has looked so good up until that point. It's like just, just make him the starter if Mac isn't 100%. Like there's no reason to go into that game because, you know, we thought the Chicago Bears would probably get trounced at Gillette Stadium, and that obviously ended up not being the case. But, you know, to Bill Belichick, the whole the whole question dodge and stuff, it's not cute anymore. It really is. It was you know, annoying it was, last it was, night. It was annoying. Yeah, I mean, it, it was funny. You know, it, it was kind of funny when the Patriots are winning. Now you're sitting at three and four in last place in the AFC East division. Your team looks like a mess, and apparently no one knows what's going on anymore. You know, Jacoby Myers, he obviously was upset about the way the fans reacted with Mac Jones um, getting booed off the field. But, you know, most of those players, they didn't – even he said, you know, he didn't know what was going on. They, they didn't know Mac Jones was going to get pulled or whatever. There was a plan or whatever. You know, isn't that, don't you think that's something you should tell your team? I mean, it's just – it's just it's not cute anymore, and Mac Jones shouldn't have been out there. And I'll be honest with you, I was I was pretty embarrassed by the way the fans reacted to Mac Jones out there on the field. You know, I get the want to win, like I get that, and I get we're so desperate here. That we're, you know, like 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 we just we want we want to see Zappy out there. We want to see him doing well. We just want to win football games. But did anybody in their right mind believe the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender this year? Don't worry, I'll wait. I know I didn't. We still got to beat know? Buffalo. I, I, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo. Miami. I mean, and no one expected the Jets, but nobody nobody expected this team to win a freaking Super Bowl this year. You know, hope, hopefully they could have been good enough to at least get to the playoffs. But are we so desperate here that we're willing to boo the starting quarterback for a rookie that just beat the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns? I mean, how much lower can it get here? And that's not a knock on Zappy. He's been great. You know, for the but for the one hundredth millionth time, the sample size is so small. That's why I was never a fan of outright replacing Mac Jones so quickly because you do you never want to get into you never want to get into musical chairs at the quarterback position. You pull Mac Jones off the field, obviously that saps him of his confidence. And then you're you're booing the guy. You're booing the guy. Like like what makes him want to play there? And then obviously now you have to turn around and we got to do the little Homer Simpson walk back back into the bushes and we and we want Mac back on the field again. Obviously after Bailey Zappi gets out there possibly and he throws two interceptions. It's just a mess, man. It's a mess and it's very disappointing. I was very disappointed in Patriots fans and the way that they acted. And obviously, you know, the Bill press conferences. I'm over it, Ryan. I'm over it. Bill Belichick, he's, you know, that saying like he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. Um, but I like to think that what we talked about last week was the right play. The better way to deal with the situation that he's talking about, Jordy, is if Mac isn't fully practicing, make him inactive. Start Bailey Zappi. Give Bailey all the reps all week, the game plan all week. Make sure he knows not on freaking Sunday or Monday morning or whatever the hell he figured out Mac was starting or not, right? Like, I don't even know if they knew that based on some of the stuff that was said post game. Let Zappi know all week. All right, Mac's still not ready to practice fully on Wednesday. We're gonna we're gonna go forward with Bailey, and now we can we don't have a controversy. Mac's inactive. He's on the mend. He's ready to go probably next week for the Jets, right? Because he was moving around pretty well out there. He's running on that ankle, so he looks like he's okay. I don't know if they shot him up or what, but uh, Bailey Zappi plays against the Bears. You probably have a better chance to win because of we're not dinking around with the quarterbacks and doing that thing, which I think was a huge factor in this game in terms of momentum. 
And then Mac Jones starts against the Jets and he's on the road and you don't have to deal with the fans in the zappy zappy and the zappy mania. Because I agree with you, uh, Jordy, for sure, that I did feel for Mac Jones. How could you not on a human level? Like the poor guy, he goes out there and the Patriots have no juice on offense. You can just feel it coming. Like he's out there. There's no rhythm. uh, There's tons of penalties. The interception he threw was just terrible. And it's just, he wasn't, he wasn't in the game, right? The offense wasn't in the game. And then Zappy comes in. The crowd blows up. They they basically boo him off the field. Zappy comes in, and it's just the the place lights up, right? The place lights up. Guys start making plays, and it's just like, how could you not feel for Mac Jones in that moment? I mean, this isn't like Matt Ryan or some fading veteran trying to hold on to his job, mm-hmm. right? This is a 24-year-old yeah. second-year quarterback who you're still developing, and I think his head coach put him in a position to fail by trotting him out there, Jordy, when he wasn't ready. I still go back to that. You know, and I I do feel for him on a personal level, though. I, I I think he handled himself pretty well on the sideline in the post game. I, I give Mac props for that because that can't be easy, right? I mean, this was his team, and now the crowd reacted like that. That's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. Yeah, and I mean, and I'll tell you who else could have been a tough position: Trent Brown with those early penalties. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just it's, it's it's terrible, man. And I mean, you know, it's almost like the most frustrating part for me. It's the fact that how quick we are to forget. I mean, Mac Jones, Mac Jones led the team to the back to the playoffs last season, right? He even made a Pro Bowl for crying out loud as a rookie. You know, he's not deserving of the way he was treated on Monday night by a long shot. And Jacoby Myers was right in, in saying so. You know, I mean, you look at his situation. Josh McDaniels is gone. Matt Patricia's calling the offensive plays. Belichick is micromanaging everything. It's a mess right now. And, you know, it's just – it's an even worse mess than the one Tom Brady ran away from in 2019. Like, <laughs> yes. did you expect Mac Jones not to struggle? Like, I, I don't I don't know what people expected. Now, obviously, he can play better. The turnovers are not a good look or anything like that. But he definitely deserved better than the – if you're going to put him out there, which we both agree he shouldn't have been out there in the first place. Right. But you don't, you don't bench the guy after throwing one interception. Like, you don't want to get in that type of a game – you know, when, when you're benching him that early. And and then, then to go back to Bill Belichick's press conferences and everything, you know, he's he's acting like he's walking this, this weird thin line where he won't name a starting quarterback. He had no problems naming Cam Newton a starting quarterback when Cam was struggling with the Patriots. So it's just this weird thing where he just – he will not pound his chest and say, Max, our guy. Or, you know what, at this point, Zappy's our guy. I mean, I just I, – I hate this little – I hate this little balancing act. It's just – it's. It's not cute. That's all I can say. You know, I think Mac Jones is. I think Mac Jones is the guy. I guess we'll, we'll surely we'll get into that later. But you know, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has to be a better coach here. And I hate. And it's crazy that I'm saying that because, in my opinion, he's the greatest coach of all time. But he's struggling this season, especially with the personnel um, side of things. Well, yeah. I mean, I listened back to our episode uh, last week, Jordy, and you said you can't play musical chairs at the quarterback position. And I was like nodding along. I'm like, that's exactly right. And Belichick's playing musical chairs. He's playing musical chairs. And it's not like this is we've been we've been seeing this since Brady left, right? Like Cam Newton. Oh, Cam's struggling. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's put in Hoyer. Oh, Hoyer sucks. All right, let's put uh-huh. in Stidham. All right, back to Cam. Cam's the starter. Cam's the guy. But Cam's playing horribly this first half. Bring back in Jared Stidham. Like we did that, and then it's like Mac and Cam, and then it's Mac's job. And now it's Mac and Zappy. Like we've been uh-huh. doing this for three years. It is kind of annoying. But and yeah, and I think that Mike Reese asks Bill, who is your starting quarterback? Just point blank. Who's the quarterback going forward? Here's how Bill responded after the game. Bill, who is the starting quarterback? 
Yeah, we just finished the game. So he's going to keep doing it, Jordy, right? We're going to keep playing this game <laughs> all the way through. So um, unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Zappy comes in after that bad Mac interception. The crowd's going wild. The Patriots score 14 consecutive points in the blink of an eye. Bill rides it out with Zappy. The Patriots still get flat out embarrassed by a bad Bears team on national TV. And now what? Uh, Jordy and I will continue to try to answer that question, including some takes on Zappy's performance in this game. But first, let's set our fantasy lineups. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to bring you strong plays for week number eight. New Orleans Saints quarterback Andy Dalton versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Fresh off a 361-yard, four-touchdown performance in which he also threw three costly picks, Dalton appears poised to start ahead of the still-injured Jameis Winston. Las Vegas has given up the most fantasy points to the position, and every starting quarterback has gone for at least 23 fantasy points against this defense in 2022. In the last three weeks alone, this matchup is 46.7% better than the league average. While expecting anything close to a replication of last week's showing is unwise, Dalton has a chance to get his top two wide receivers back on the field and should be good for at least 275 yards and a pair of touchdown strikes, which is more than enough fantasy success to justify a streaming play. Miami Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert at the Detroit Lions. Mostert has gone for 10 or more PPR points in three of the last four games, and he set a season-high mark with 20.9 points last week. The former 49ers dominated this backfield work of late, and he faces a cupcake matchup. Ride the hot hand and lock Mostert in for a minimum of RB2 expectations. Detroit has given up the fourth most fantasy points per game in the last five weeks, regardless of whether receptions are included. Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bateman returned last week from a foot injury to log four grabs for 42 yards and five targets. It appears he came out of this game no worse for wear and will face a Tampa defense that is fighting through injuries of its own in the secondary. Eight receivers have made it into double figures in PPR scoring against the Bucs, and two of the three best performances have come in the last two weeks. Look for Bateman to get back on track. Minnesota Vikings tight end Irv Smith versus the Arizona Cardinals. Coming off a bye, Smith looks to make it consecutive games with a touchdown grab. And Arizona's feeble defense of the position will make it a reasonable bet to come to fruition. While Smith scored in week six, he logged four catches for an impressively low seven yards. He has no more than five catches for 42 in any outing this year, which should help illustrate his riskiness. Roll the dice on the matchup itself. This is a top eight opponent for receptions, yardage, and touchdown efficiency by tight ends in the last five weeks. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with the huddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So when Mac came out of the game, Bill, was that a medical decision, the timing of the no. pulling him? So was that related to the, the interception that was his no. last play tonight? No, we, we had planned to play 
uh, well, I told the quarterback so we were gonna we were gonna play both of them. So we did. And so was the plan for three series. It just seems when his last plays an interception, it looks like a, a benching for performance. That's not what it was, but you, you know, you can write whatever you want to write. That's not what it was. At what point in the week did did these guys know at the beginning of the week that this was the plan all week long, or like how did it work out with reps at practice? We went through the week. So they were aware of the situation that they were going to split reps? We went through the week of practice. Mac was inactive last week. Yes, yes. Thank you, Bill. Very enlightening. Jordy, I want to talk a little bit about Zappy's first two drives. Because I know my wife, she would rather have been watching Bachelor in Paradise. Okay, on Monday night, that's what she'd rather have on the TV. <laughs> but even she was roped in by the Patriots quarterback drama. I mean, that was, in terms of entertainment value, like reality TV, sports reality TV, does it get any better than that moment? Now, I, I do agree with your commentary on Mac and feeling bad for Mac, but I also was texting you the fever emoji, right? Because I was like, oh, no. When Bailey Zappi came in with the Zappi, Zappi chance, and he the Patriots score immediately to make it 10-7, and then Miles Bryant, of all people, get the gets the interception. And then they go and score again, and it's now 14 to 10 in the blink of an eye, and the place is going bonkers, and the Patriots are, are about to run away with this thing, and Zappi is like, he's now, ta- he's now officially becoming Tom Brady in front of our eyes, and it's like, oh my God, I got to admit, I was flushed red, standing in my living room, dancing around like a fanboy. So the entertainment of that moment, Jordy, was just freaking priceless. Now the air came out of the balloon, obviously, because the Bears scored, what, 23 unanswered points from that point forward? Yeah. But that, yeah. that moment, take me to what was going through your mind in that moment. Because, again, you, you could turn on Bachelor in Paradise to get a lot of drama. And, man, that show was pretty dramatic. Uh, but last night when Zappy came in and Mac came out and the way the crowd was reacting and the way the Patriots responded, guys making plays, Jacoby Myers, uh, Devontae Parker, that was freaking as entertaining of Patriots football as I've seen in a long, long time. That was really fun, that moment. Yeah, so like when you, when you texted me, Mac, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I, that's how irrational I was in the moment, Jordy. Yes, don't don't out me like that. Why are you outing me? <laughs> but you know what? Though for for a second, I was you know I had to I had to take a breath and take a step yes. back, and I paused. I was like, man, Ryan might be right. Like, Cold Mac shower. Who? Yeah, I don't know. It. Yeah, it was it was it was one of those moments where like you know I was. I didn't want to say anything because, like, I mean, I've kind of I'm I'm taking my time on this whole quarterback thing, and I've had that approach this whole time. And maybe it's for the fact that I just I just didn't expect the Patriots to be any good this year, personally. So anything that happens that's good like that, it's just like a cherry on top. So I, I wasn't I wasn't crazy amped up, but like, but but when watching it for a second there, I was like, man, maybe 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 Bailey Zappi really is the guy here because that team it was it was just crazy how the team just came to life, right? And it wasn't yes. just on the offensive side of the ball, like the freaking defense. Miles Bryant comes away with an interception. MVP, Miles Bryant, yep. Right, a, a guy has been on my losers list like two or three weeks now, and I mean it's just it's insane how the team's coming to life. I saw a um, I saw a Twitter post and some guy some guy had posted and it said um, it said the Patriots receivers all of a sudden look like Randy Moss now, and it had like a Randy Moss picture up there, which was hilarious. By Twitter, the way. Twitter was tremendous, Jordy, during that moment. I mean, if you like sports Twitter 
Uh, you know, Twitter is just a, a dark, vile place in a, in a lot of ways. But in sports, Twitter, in a moment like that, if you have your Twitter up and you're watching the game, it is just, there's nothing better than it. It was so fun. Oh, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. But then obviously, like, you know, it was, it was almost like Bailey Zappi. You know, he got the he got the magical slipper or whatever to go to the ball. And he went there and then the clock struck midnight. Yes. <laughs> Bailey Zappi turned into what we what we all expected him to be coming out of college. He looked like a backup quarterback making mistakes out there. Um so it was just it was one of those one of those moments it was just it was filled with highs, but just unfortunately more lows there at the end as a bad Bears team. They kind of they kind of exposed him a bit. They did, yeah. I mean the building was freaking rocking. Sports Twitter, as I said, was the place to be. It was zappy freaking mania. Uh, folks already had Mac Jones traded to Indianapolis on social media, right? That had happened. Uh, the Patriots had found the, the next overlooked quarterback in the next Tom Brady. The, uh, zappy was going to lead them to, for the next 20 years. Belichick was going to coach till he was 100. Like, this is what was happening. Uh, but then it got real, right? Then it got real. Then we all calmed down, you know, took a sip of our beer or whatever the hell you're doing during the game, right? Took a seat on the couch. It, you came down from the fever a little bit. The meds kicked in, and you realize, oh, man, we're, we're still stuck on 14 points here. Yeah, the Patriots were stuck on 14 for the rest of the game, shut out in the second half. And, and what we saw from Zappi in the second half was one of three things, right, Jordy? Like, it was either a quick check down to Ramadre Stevenson. It seemed like he did that every single play. Uh-huh. Or the Bears batted or tipped a pass at the line of scrimmage. That seemed like it happened every other play, at least. Or he made a, a mistake that blew up a drive, right? Um, it was one of those three things. We didn't see the magic anymore. It got real. The Bears made some adjustments on defense, I think. They realized that Zappy is just chucking it real quick, real quick, and they gave him the checkdowns, and he took it. And uh, I think Jeff Howe said after the game that the Bears started playing volleyball at, you know, with the <laughs> defensive line, and it was such a great take. I, I think that's it. So now what, right? Like, does that further muddy the court? Like, we all thought, like, at least me, I, I had the fever. I did catch it last night. And before I came down, Jordy, I was like, well, okay, well, Zappy's Brady. Like, he's the next, he's the guy for the next 20 years. Like, this is it. Bye, Mac. We're gone. Like, <laughs> it's over. It's over. But now, Zappy playing like that, us all coming back down to reality. Like, now what? Like, who do you think should start against the Jets? Like, who's the guy now? You're still pro Mac. You kind of teased that in the first segment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely still pro Mac. And I mean, and I was before this, I was before this game and I, I am after the game. It's just, look, man, I, I get it. I get it. The Patriots, we're used to winning. We're not, we're not used to getting blown out at home by a bad Chicago Bears team. This isn't the Patriots of old, but obviously this team, this team, need, this team has a lot of work, man. They got a lot of work to do. And I mean, I, I get the rush to want them to be playoff contenders, the Super Bowl contenders or whatnot. But this is all going to take time. Like, and so, I mean, and I feel like, you know, Bailey Zappi comes in for a couple games. Mack is still struggling because the offense as a whole was struggling. And they had two very solid games against the Detroit Lions. And, and then obviously the Cleveland Browns game, they showed, they showed some signs of life against the Green Bay Packers as well. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns, they're bad football teams, right? I mean, th- those are not good football teams, and that's not to take away from Bailey Zappi because he has shown some he has shown some incredible poise in the pocket, like I've said in the past, and he's shown some things that make you kind of hopeful that he can be a pretty good quarterback in the future. But you know, this is not Tom. This is not the Tom Brady situation. As much as we want it to be, as great of a story as it would be, this is not the Tom Brady situation. I still think Mac Jones is the better quarterback right now, at least. I don't know what Bailey Zappi will look like two years from now. 
But if Mac Jones can obviously he needs to chill on the turnovers, we got to get a little bit better than that. And then he can obviously find his stride in the offense. It was literally only a year ago, like I said in the earlier segment, this was a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know, he played so well as a rookie. And it's just, we can get back to that point, but we've got to be better on the offensive front. They have to do a way better job. They were terrible in the game last night. And then obviously, like the play calling, they're, they're struggling. I mean, Josh McDaniels was the difference. And obviously, since he's struggling in, in, in Las Vegas, it'd be nice if Vegas did us a favor and sent him right back home to New England. Uh, but that's probably <laughs> not happening. Come on home, Josh. Yeah, come on home. Yeah, it could happen soon, but it's just, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sticking with Mac Jones. I think the Patriots should keep – I think they should start him if he's healthy. Like, let's not play this game again. You know, if he's ready to go, he should be the starter against the Jets. I was trying to get there on Zappy. I was going to come here prepared to be full all-in on Zappy, but I'm not there. I, I'm with you, Jordy. I'm not there. Uh, because, like we've been saying, I feel for Mac – I don't think he should have ever been. He, he shouldn't have been allowed to start that game. It should have been Zappy's week. Uh, he was limited in practice all week. Whether he wanted to go or not is irrelevant. I'm sure he pushed to play. Uh, but, you know, you've been out three weeks. You can't fully practice. You shouldn't start, period. I don't care who the team you're playing is. You shouldn't. Not when the backup's playing good enough football to win you that game. And Zappy was. So I blame Bill for letting Matt go out there and stink up the joint on Monday night. I really do. Yeah. I blame him for this whole situation. Um, I still think Mac's the guy, right? I still think he's the guy, like you said, assuming full health. Uh, he just needs to get physically and mentally right, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it would help mentally if Bill would just announce him as QB1, give him all yeah. the first-team reps, let him lead practice, lead the team all week, and assuming he's full go, no, no setbacks this week, I, I think he should be the guy against the Jets and then going forward. Um, but none of the, no, no pitch counts, you know, none of this crap that Bill was pulling on Monday night saying, oh, no, both quarterbacks are going to play. Like, no, 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 none of that, none of that, because when you when you do that crap, you lose to a terrible Bears team on national TV and get embarrassed, right? Yeah. So I'm still pro Mac. He's, he's got the deeper playbook. He's got more experience. He gives you more than, than Zappi, who was at, literally at this time last year playing college football at Western Kentucky, right? And none of uh-huh. us have ever heard of the guy, but everyone's in love with Zappi. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... If Matt can't practice and he's still limited and he's still not close to playing, I, I would rather see Zappy go against the Jets again. But I think Bill needs to end the controversy. He, he needs to come out and say, and I think he was asked post game, like, uh, you know, oh, by Mike Reese, like, who's your starting quarterback? And he's like, oh, you know, it's we just got done with the game. So it's like he won't do it. I think this week, Jordy, I want him to come out and say, Max, our starting quarterback, obviously, he's our starter. Bailey's the backup, but if Max's healthy this week, he's going to start. And if he's not, Bailey will start. And then when Max's healthy enough, he'll be the quarterback going forward. Why, why can't you just say it, Bill, and be done with it? Or just give yeah, the job he, to Bailey Zappi. Like, pick one. Yeah, and well, even this morning, he he was asked that on the he was asked that on the, on the Greg Hill show, and oh, he's that. still he's still not saying it. You know, he's still kind of kind of walking that line. But you're absolutely absolutely right. He had no issues, like I said, saying it when Cam Newton was the quarterback. I don't know why we're playing this game. This isn't tag team wrestling, right? Let's get let, let's let's get a starting quarterback and let's stick with that guy. Yeah. So who will be the quarterback against the Jets? We don't know. We're going to try to pick the game anyway. And the sports books, including Tipico, where we get our odds for the show, Jordy, um, have the Patriots as favorites going to New Jersey to play the New York Jets, the five and two Jets. <laughs> the Patriots are favored. We'll tell you how much and make a pick on that right after this. This is the Typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. 
Hello, everyone. This is Nathan with the Bet Slippin' Podcast. Be sure to check us and our global sports betting leader, Tipico Sportsbook, out. Tipico Sportsbook is a global sports betting leader and is live in New Jersey and Colorado. Make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users will get a special welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, 21 plus and see site for the details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. All right, let's get into this week eight's game of the week between the Packers and the Bills. The Packers are 11 and a half point underdogs at Buffalo. The Bills are still going to be without Tredavious White. They're probably a strong uh, public play. They sit 16th in compo- opponent's completion percentage. Meanwhile, Green Bay was coming into the season, had the PFF's fifth best offensive line, ranks 12th in sack percentage. And while they do give up completions, they rank 22nd in opponent's passer rating. While it may not, well, while it may feel like a risky play, I would back the Packers plus 11 and a half. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with the huddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at typical sportsbook for a limited time. New typical sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at USA today, bet.com slash podcast. That's USA today, bet.com slash podcast. See typical.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800 gambler in New Jersey. 1-800-522. 4700 in Colorado. All right, Jordy, the uh, the Patriots on the road to face the Jets. One and a half point favorites. Uh, one and a half point favorites on Tipico. What the hell is going on with this spread? We don't even know who the starting quarterback is. Uh, but that means this, the betting public likes the Patriots over the Jets, even though the Patriots just got roasted by the Bears. And the Jets, they've won some, they've won some decent games, right? They beat Green Bay. Uh, they're five and two. Uh, they had a a, decent, a big little injury to Brees Hall, right? Their rookie, their stud rookie running back. But they traded the Jags for James Robinson. I saw, so they have a new running back coming in. They're a team that runs the football. The Patriots couldn't stop the Bears' run on defense. I mean, maybe we could start there. The Patriots' defense, right? Like they kind of they're getting off scot free a little bit this week because of all the quarterback stuff, and that's what everybody's talking about. But the Patriots gave up thirty three points, and they couldn't stop the run. And the Bears came in as, like, the most conservative team ever. Jordy, like, how many times did they play for three points? Oh, my God. It's like, come on. (laughs) That's Bears football. They run the ball, play it safe, kick field goals. And that worked against the Patriots last night? What? Huh? Come on. So maybe we start with the defense. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. But how do you feel about the Patriots' defense right now if Kyle Duggar, Christian Barmore, guys like this aren't available and you're going up against a team that loves to run the football like the Jets? I mean, it's obviously it's obviously a problem. I mean, it's I mean, even even without Brees Hall there, it's, the the Jets they're still gonna they're still gonna try to pound a pound a rock with Carter back there, and obviously Robinson coming in late. Um, I'm not sure how much he could pick up on the offense, but at the end of the day, you know, he he just runs the football, so I'm sure he can get on the field early on. He just needs the gap, um, right? Just just tell me what he, gap I'm running through. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If the Patriots have as many open lanes as they did against. I guess the Bears this week, then we're going to have bigger problems. So Preach. It's yes, just, seriously. Yeah, yeah. 
I expect the defense to respond well. It's still it's still a really dominant and a good defense. I am worried about Barmore. That's a guy you do want up there up front because he's so physical and he's an elite, I feel like he's he's an elite playmaker in the making. Um, he's still improving. Uh, I, I obviously I liked what Anthony Janis was giving the team, and he was playing. He played extremely well, and obviously Matt Matt Judon getting after the quarterback as well. He had a huge game against the Bears, which is pretty sad that that that, that was spoiled. Um, but yeah, you want Kyle Duggar and those guys on the field. We'll see how they're we'll see how they're feeling. Kyle Duggar was kind of limping was kind of limping in the locker room pretty pretty heavily a little bit after the game. So that's something to keep an eye on throughout the week. So we're not exactly sure if he'll be back. Um, but but you hope a Barmore could get back out there and Patriots can can kind of can kind of make right what they had wrong against the Bears. Yeah, because you look this. You know, if the Jets are going to have a similar game plan to like a. Cleveland Browns type of team, right? Where they play it kind of close to the vest, really balanced between pass and run, probably want to be run first, but not like a crazy mobile quarterback. The Patriots probably match up pretty well against that kind of team. It's this, you know, yeah, you, you mentioned Judon. Judon is in Justin Fields' face all day, just abusing that right tackle over and over, mm-hmm. right? But what happened? Justin Fields just run away. And mm-hmm. he's, he's really good. He's got good vision as a runner. And he's pretty good at his, you know, uh, at making that first the, the decision to go. I think Fields would rather run than pass sometimes. I think that's one of the big criticisms with him in Chicago. But man, he killed the Patriots on the ground. And if you look at who the Patriots have struggled against this year the most on defense, it's the the running quarterback, right? The run yeah. first team that also has the mobile quarterback, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. Uh-huh. Those two teams really kind of embarrassed the Patriots. But the Jets, they aren't that team, right? I don't think Zach Wilson's really. He's athletic. He'll get outside the pocket. He'll run, but he's not. He doesn't have the speed or the vision of Justin Fields. He doesn't have the playmaking ability of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll run a little bit, but I don't know. Should the Jets scare us? I, they don't really scare me, Jordy, but that that's, makes me worried, right? I'll never pick the Jets ever. I hate the freaking Jets. I've been a Patriots <laughs> fan my whole life, but wh- why are the Patriots favored? Why do you think the Pats are one and a half point favorites in this one? I mean, you know, the the Jets the Jets are sort of like that. I mean, I, I think I think the odds makers they're looking at it from this point. The Jets are sort of like that Pinto, you know, that, that's got a that's got a real nice new paint job on it, you know. And I, at, at the end of the day, exhibit from Pit My Ride couldn't hide what the Jets are, and they're always going to be looked at looked at as the Jets <laughs> until they have that breakthrough season where they actually get to the playoffs and do something. But they're sitting at five and two. They're looking great right now. They're they're sitting pretty, but. I'm actually I'm with you. You know, it's it's just I feel like the Patriots. I feel like it was such an embarrassing loss. I just I, I see I see Bill Belichick. You know, talking to the guys and getting them a little bit more riled up this week. Obviously, I'd like for him to make a decision at the quarterback position to stick with it. That's still an issue that I'm worried about. But I just I feel like the Patriots. They'll show up. They'll respond, even if it is at the Jets. Um, the Jets, they're just they're, they're still not a team that scared me. Even it's even at five and two, I feel like eventually this is it's going to go off the rails. I do like what they're doing, and I do like some of their young talent. But like you brought up, Brees Hall's not there. Um, they're 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 missing some guys. Elijah Vera Tucker, he's out. You know, Corey Davis is a little banged up. So we'll see. That offense is missing some key playmakers over there. So I I feel like this would be a bounce back game for the Patriots. You know, let's just hope they can get something going on offense, and let's hope they can get a quarterback and actually stick with that quarterback this week. End the controversy, Bill. Please just end it. It's not that Please. hard to do. We don't need this in our lives. It's good for content, I guess. It's good for Patriots wire. It's good for, for sure. fodder. 
So we're not, I mean, maybe we shouldn't wish this away so much, Jordy. It's good when we're work, <laughs> this worked up for a podcast, right? Like, that's good. We but, need those views, man. Get those views, right? For sure, for sure. But <laughs> yeah, the Jets just, I'm with you. They don't scare me. They don't do a great job getting the ball to their playmakers. Like Elijah Moore, like, hates it there. He wants out. He's, you, what's, the, what's the meme? Like, he's a rookie and wants out. Like, he's like, bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Garrett Wilson. They, they just don't do a great job getting the, the ball to their guys. Uh, so another conservative run first kind of team. They try to win with defense. They try to win with special teams. It's been working for them. They're a little scary on defense. I'm not going to lie. So if Max, the quarterback, he better be ready. That's a, a good little pass rush the Jets have. So uh-huh. if he's going to go out there and play like he did at the beginning of the Bears game, then, you know, look out. It could be ugly. could be ugly. But, uh, yeah, I think I think the pick is you almost look at the line and say, why were the Patriots favored? But sometimes when you see it like that, Jordy, it, it makes you want to back the Patriots. When it looks that weird, it's like, okay, you know, the sports books know something. The sports uh-huh. betters know something that we don't. So uh, I think I would take the Patriots to uh, to bounce back in this game and beat the freaking Jets. And again, take that for what you will. I wouldn't, you know, follow that bet and place any units on it if, if, you, if you think that's any great, like, expert advice because I hate the freaking Jets. I'm biased. I'm biased, Jordy. So I don't think anyone listening should, should just go and blindly back the Patriots so they don't believe that they'll win this game because I hate the Jets. And I'm actually, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm not a big Jets fan either, <laughs> no. to be honest. Thank you. I think, you know what, I think, I think the Ravens are probably my, my, my least liked team. But at the end of the day, like I said, the Jets are just, they're always the Jets, man. They're the Jets. They're, they're that Pinto that's gotten some, gotten some brand new paint, you know, put on there that, that makes them look good, pretty them up a little bit. But they're still the Jets. And obviously I'm saying that this week, and then I'll be back here crying next week. <laughs> You can't polish a turd. Isn't that what they say? Jordy, you can't polish a turd. That's it. A turd. So, all right. Good stuff as always from you, Jordy. Uh, Folks should be checking out all the great work on Patriots Wire. And and again, we got to know who the quarterback is. So so stay tuned on Patriots Wire all week for that, right, Jordy? You'll just be following all the the press clippings and Belichick's uh, (laughs) pressers and mincing, you know, parsing through and trying to read between the lines and try to figure out what Belichick's doing, right? You, You put the puzzle together. Hey, man, if you like detective work, you're following the best team, right? That's it. That's it. So for Jordy McElroy, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We appreciate you all. Thanks for joining this week. We'll catch you next week after Pat's Jets. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.